Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I mentioned that one already. Red Circle and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, subscribe to Off the Floor. It's at Winnow, that's with two N's, winnow.app, that's with two P's, backslash Off the Floor. Get text directly to your phone from Alex Brady, myself, and Greg. And also, also, you're getting long posts, columns from Mateo Mayorga, and others, he just posted one today on the 10 most impactful players in Miami Heat history, which is actually a topic we're going to hit on the podcast this week. So check out the content there first. Go to winnow.app backslash off the floor. It's free for the first week and $3.05 per month thereafter. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Use that code 5 again. You can play that money right away. There are no rollovers, and this is legal in the state of Florida. This is our official fantasy partner. You can play everything there. We know, obviously, the NBA is not going on, but FIBA is starting soon. They've exhibitions are over with just about. And they're going to be starting the real tournament. And you can play all the players there. USA, you can play Jovic if you, if you want, I'm sure. So check them out on Prize Picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, at prizepicks.com. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick. And at Five Reasons Sports... Greg and I don't disagree on a lot. I think people have noticed that um, there would be some areas where we sort of shade a little bit of a different way. Um, but I think we have a mild disagreement on a topic. And and actually, Eric Spolstra's comments today uh, kind of tipped the teed this off a little bit. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I know everybody was kind of a little bit freaked out when they saw Eric's comments. And I just want to be clear on something. First thing, Eric is with Team USA right now. He's an assistant uh, coach there with Steve Kerr and of course the team uh, going to play in the Philippines Team USA Jalen Brunson Anthony Edwards and the rest of them um, I'm trying to find it I should have had this up before we started here uh, Greg but essentially Eric Spolster talked to Brian Windhorst today who is uh, following the team for ESPN uh, Eric knows Brian from the big three days um, they have a pretty decent relationship and so you know he spoke you know he looked miserable doing the interview because he does not like doing interviews particularly when there are things that he really doesn't want to get into, like what's going on with Dame Lillard right now. Um, but I, I thought his language was interesting today uh, when he spoke. So I will get to it. And, and we, again, we're going to tell everybody to follow Drew Starr. Uh, Drew has been 
uh, the guy DRU underscore star. He's been the guy who basically has been transcribing anything Dame related. He's been like the Dame chronicler. If it's been on a podcast in Portland, in Miami, in Boston, uh, anything or any ESPN personality interviewing anybody, he he finds the quotes and puts them up and it kind of sets the table for the day. So he posted this today. And this is the quote from Eric Spolstra that he posted. We have most of our work done. We're bringing back the majority of our players, and that's a luxury in this league. We feel great about our group. We made some nice additions. Jay Rich, uh, Thomas Bryan, and Haquez. Tyler's healthy. Jimmy and Bam, that's a great core. So we're excited. Uh, no real directly addressing Dame. They can't. He's under contract with the Portland Trailblazers. There was a little bit more that Spo said, but but I thought Drew Star got the, uh, got the context of it. Um, Greg, first thing, he has to say this. I mean, we know that, right? Like, he has to say he's excited about the team he has. But I really think he's excited about the team he has. Oh, like, yeah. I feel, I feel it. Oh, but because Spo is a maniac, absolutely, he's excited about this team because it's better than it was. Um, well, I won't say. Do we say... agree on this? Do we agree on no, this? I... No, this is tough. I, I have a different reason for why I don't think it's it's good, but um, I understand why you say it's a more talented group than the one they started with last year, but I don't know that it's a more talented group than the one that they finished with last year, and that's what I mm-hmm. guess I I get stuck on. But for me, and I said this on HeatCast Brazil, check them out. I just uh, appeared on, on their show. Spo is the ultimate professional, so he's going to give the consummate professional answer and that's what this is and it's going to be ultra diplomatic but he also they made good moves these are good surrounding pieces they're all players that could conceivably work with or without dame but he said most of the work was done ethan he didn't say all so he left that opening there um so he he did leave it open he said most of the work um that was interesting choice of words and i think very clear choice of words and i'm sure he had a uh, communication with somebody either above him or although he's allowed to speak and say what he wants, they don't censor him in the heat front office, but uh, he is the voice during the season. As we know, Pat Riley speaks basically once a year these days. Um, but he either had a conversation with somebody above him or perhaps in, in heat media relations or whatever, knowing that this interview was likely coming, that it was coming on ESPN and that it would probably get replayed on say NBA t- today, which it did. Okay. So, um, you know, I think there is some care given to the words that, that Eric uses here. Uh, and to basically say, you know, most of the work has been done. And look, it, most of the work could be taken anyway. It could be taken, well, we may give Jamal Kane a standard contract, or it could be we're going to be trading for these players to go get Dame Lillard. So um, true. It, r- really anywhere in between. Uh, but but I want I want to go through it a little bit because, again, I, I had a conversation with Spo, and I've mentioned this before, in the Bahamas last year, uh, right before I left. And there weren't a lot of us media in the Bahamas. Uh, there were – maybe four outlets that traveled. I mean, we, um, you know, Will Manso was there. Uh, Ira was there. I was there. Our guy, Timmy was there, who was on the podcast last night. Cause he lives down there. He's a, he's our Bahamian correspondent. Uh, Anthony Chang was there from the Herald. And that was pretty much it. It was like the five or six of us uh, with heat officials and the hotel it's a resort down there in the Bahamas. They used to do it at Atlantis, but now they can't do it this year. Cause they can't go every year. They have to go every other year. Um, but uh there was really nobody at the resort because there was a hurricane coming uh, towards South Florida and, and it was supposed to hit the Bahamas. And so we were in basically a ghost town resort, um, you know, where it was raining most of the time. So we were running into, I mean, you know, look, I played blackjack with Andy. Okay. Which is not something I would run and recommend to anybody because if there's one person that you will, you know, you're not going to beat. <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> counting cards or whatever the heck they're doing, it's you would him, so. right? <laughs> he, he's figuring out, you know, when he, when, when, when he's got 16, he's figuring out a way to get a five under the salary cap. You know, I, I, he's, he's not the guy and you, you at the blackjack table, you don't want to be the guy who screws up Andy Ellisberg's table uh, as nice as Andy may be. Right. But everybody was there. Look, it's not name dropping. It's just, we were in, the same circles okay and uh and i just remember i was i was waiting to leave for the airport because i was finally going my flight got delayed an extra day and i was eating lunch uh by myself because i just had my bags and i was getting ready to go and and spo and and chris quinn came over uh for a few minutes and i think i told you about it right after that i talked to spo and he said i really like this team i really like this team like he was he was generally animated about it um and i think he did like that team but we know now that there were issues that were going on behind the scenes with that team, with guys with certain ambitions, um, whether it was Yurt, 
trying to integrate Oladipo, who would who would later get hurt. Uh, you know, some consternation among some, you know, among about Tyler being given the starting spot and how that was going to work. Uh, the contract that was still out there for Tyler and other, and of course the Kyle Lowry, this has just come. Kyle didn't speak to the media for like the first four days we were down there. Uh, Cause it came after he spoke to the media and basically said he didn't really care what Pat Riley said about his conditioning. Uh, so there was, there was stuff going on. Okay. But still Spo seemed to like his team. But when you look back at the team that he liked, I, I do make the argument. I know you're going back to the end of the year because the Kevin Love thing is kind of, you know, because Kevin wasn't there at the beginning and he was there at the I'm end. Playing both sides. Right. But go go back to training camp because I, I, I just let's let's do this player by player because I, I just think this is a more versatile roster um that will play more into Eric's hands than that one did. With fewer injury question marks, because you're not dealing with the Oladipo, when will he be right? When will he be ready? How much he can, can he contribute? But if you just go through it, okay, Jimmy is Jimmy. There's no change there, okay? I don't think Jimmy's going to fall off a cliff this season. Certainly not what we saw in the playoffs. Bam is Bam. Probably a slight uptick coming for him because there has been one every season, okay? I don't think huge leaps. I think that... With Bam, yeah, it's this yeah. incremental no, leap yeah. that he makes every year. Tyler Hero provide. And we got into this a little on the last pod, and I knew we were going to do. We were, thought we were going to do a full episode on this eventually. Tyler Hero is going to be better this year. I think no matter oh, where yeah. he is, right? Amen. No doubt. He he's driven. He feeds off the negativity. He's going to have a lights out offensive season. Sorry to exactly. I, sorry to interrupt you. No, but he is right. I think wherever he is, right, he's going to have a lights Agreed. out offensive season. The other 100%. stuff, the defense, the integration with the starting lineup. But again, provided that he's here, and again, we're we're, we're all doing this in, in light of them not getting Dame. I don't want to be aggregated to say they're not getting Dame, so don't just clip that. There's still, in my view, a strong possibility that Dame Lillard will be here by opening night, okay, or by training camp. I still think it's going to happen, okay? I want to be clear on that. But we're saying if it doesn't, and he comes to training camp, Tyler here comes to training camp, it is not going to be a huge distraction, I do not believe. And I think Tyler's going to be killing it, basically. I, I just think that's where we're headed. I think we saw that in Pro League. We saw where his head's at. So I think he's better. Okay, so now we're through Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler, and you're no worse. Okay, in your top three, you're slightly better. Caleb Martin is a totally different player than came to camp last year. Caleb had had a very strong season as a two-way, made a contribution that we kind of saw coming on the podcast, but most did not. But we did not think that he would be a candidate to win Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Well, because the Eastern Conference Finals prior in Game 7, Ethan, he was a DMPCD. Coach's right. decision. He didn't get in the game. And that, when you think about the impact he had in that series against Boston that we just watched a few months back, it's incredible the leap he made. So now, that's four players that will come back better. So, so far, your your logic is trending. Okay, so let's go to Kyle Lowry because that's next. Okay, um, the expectations for Kyle are significantly diminished from where they were even last season. Okay, let's assume he slightly he goes down. There's a slight downgrade there. Is that fair to expect at his age? I think so, but gosh, I mean, what, I'm just what saying, territory are we expect? heading to? Jeez, um, but, so he's coming off the bench then. I'm assuming yes. See, but this, our, is this, weird, this is so, where things get weird. And this is no, where and, and I understand that positionally. Yes. And certain this is, things transcend talent. And so that was my argument. That's where I was heading here. But so far, this is the one spot that leaves them vulnerable. But I would say he'll, he's going to come back. Definitely. If not worse, he's just going to play a lot less. So you're going to just have less of an impact from Kyle. I believe okay. So, so we're through five players now, and I still say it's a net positive, okay? Even 100%. with Kyle thrown in. Okay. You're right. So, so let's keep going now. The backup big last year was Dwayne Dedman and Omer Yurtsevin. Moving on. Okay. Have they upgraded with Thomas Bryant? I'm not even going to get into Kevin Love yet. With Thomas Bryant and what we saw of Orlando Robinson in Summer League, have they upgraded from Dwayne Dedman and Omer Yurtsevin to Thomas Bryant and in the, in the minutes that those guys are going to play, is that an upgrade? Is that fair? Uh, well, I mean, 
because I have the benefit of the hindsight of what those Dwayne Deadman minutes looked like, hell yeah, it's an up, it's an upgrade. Well, we know it's an upgrade because we saw Orlando Robinson play those minutes last year when Orlando Robinson was not as polished as he is now. And Orlando Robinson was basically a flat line in those minutes, which we were like overjoyed about compared to what Deadman was, correct? Like you can make an argument that if Orlando Robinson, even the way he was last year, not what he's progressed to now, had sim- had played the Deadman minutes last year from the beginning, the Heat probably lose three or four fewer games in the first half of the season, simply because Deadman doesn't kill them just because Robinson, exactly. right. Okay. Robinson just gives you some gen- general competence for eight to 12 minutes. Okay. So they've upgraded at those spots. Don't give me Cody Zeller. He wasn't there. Okay. Kevin love was not there last year at no. training camp. Now he is integrated with the heat system in all ways. We're seeing him again. I understand his age. I'm not expecting him to turn into Minnesota or even Cleveland Kevin Love. Okay. But we've seen him in these runs. He looks pretty good. He looks in shape. Um, there's no have a UD. throwback year. Well, there's no UD this year, and I don't want to I don't want to offend UD, okay? Particularly with all the great work that UD's doing. I see he's he's uh he's starting the affordable housing down in Miami, just great stuff. And we'll have UD on the pod eventually. Right by where I grew up, actually. Shout out I, to him. I mean, it's awesome. He he's doing exactly the right what he should be doing. I just hope he I hope he protects himself in those kind of deals because we know how shady the developers can be. So I good luck to UD with that in Miami. Um <laughs> which is the shadiest place on earth. But can we argue they're gonna get more productivity out of Kevin Love as their veteran big? Then they got out of UD over the course of the season. I'm not talking about one night, okay, which was incredible, tremendous. UD deserved all of it. They're going to get more production out of Kevin Love than they got out of UD last Tangible year, right? production, yes, yes. Sorry, UD, yes. Intangible, okay. I guess UD would argue. <laughs> right. But, uh, okay, so now we are through, what, eight players – so you're kind of steamrolling me in this exercise so far. No, but no, but I'm going to give you a little <laughs> bit of benefit now because let's go to one more now. Duncan Robinson to Duncan Robinson this year, provided that he's here. Expectations about the same for him. He looked like a better player when he played late last season, but I fair to I think say Heat, Heat, Heat fans probably have more hope now than they did this time last year because they had just gone through the Duncan Robinson experience where they're coming off of at least seeing Duncan do some things in the playoffs. So I feel like maybe hope is a little bit uh, elevated, but the expectations are in the same tier. So, I mean, we're the semantics, frankly. Okay. So now let's get to the ones that everybody's going to say, I forgot about, which obviously I did not. Okay. So you're going from Max Struess to Josh Richardson, essentially. I mean, different players, but could have similar roles in terms of amount of minutes and same impact. Do you think it's same impact, less impact, or more impact? Do you think same impact? It's different impact. Different impact, but same, because Max's scoring bursts, uh, I think, are as valuable as what Josh is going to be able to do with some of the flexibility defensively, et cetera, uh, and also get, giving Jimmy nights off um, from guarding the team, other team's best player, et cetera. So it's just different things that they bring, but I think ultimately probably they net out at a round well, I guess that's probably disingenuous because Max just got $63 million and Josh Richardson got a veteran's minimum deal. So I can't be a complete homer here. And we have to say Max Struess, don't we? But before last season, would we have said that? That's where this gets I, tricky. I don't know that we do. And I, I'm a big Max fan, but I don't think we have to say that Max had more impact last year than Josh is going to have this year. I, I think... I love the Josh Richardson signing, and it's not just about cost. I, well, cost, obviously, a huge part of it, okay? But it's also what this team needs, which is versatile. It, it gives them so much more versatility. I mean, I'm going to call it a push, but I would not be surprised if at the end of the season we're saying it was actually a plus. I I, I don't feel it's going to be a big negative. I don't. Josh is a better three-point shooter than he's given credit for, not on the volume that Max gets. But percentage-wise, he's been in that 36 to 37% range. Uh, he's a better defender than Max. We know that. He can handle a little bit. You don't want to put the ball in his hands all the time. He knows the system. He'll be instant plug-and-play for, for Spo. And that's huge. The, the relationship with Bam is every bit as close as Max's relationship with Jimmy. So that so you, you already got somebody who's comfortable with everything that comes in. 
I, I don't I don't think it's a negative. I I, I think it's potential plus. I think I'm gonna say push just to be fair here, but I don't think it's a negative. So really we've gotten through 10 players now. Okay, now now we get to Oladipo, but again, that was hope. Like there's no okay, so if we're to say hope, let's do let's hope traffic yeah. here. Okay. There's as much for Jovic as there is. Well, for let's Jovic. not even do Jovic because we gotta do Jovic Jovic. Let's do Oladipo Tahakes. Okay. Cause it's hope. Okay. It's different kind of hope. It's, it's a oh, Can he step in as a rookie and, and contribute right away uh, versus Depot who, you know, we know what he can do. He's healthy, but we just didn't know if he would be healthy. Do you think there's a chance if, if the roster stays as it is that Hawkes could contribute as much as Oladipo did last season? I'm not talking about, you know, what he did to Jalen Brown in the playoffs the previous year, but what, Oladipo did because he wasn't on the court that much. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you're telling me that Hawkes is going to get a good December, because that's essentially what I, if I remember correctly, that was the month Oladipo had some of his best moments. Um, yeah, Hawkes could string together a, a 12 game stretch where he looks great and, and is contributing and has to come off the bench and play extended minutes, uh, especially if Jimmy's sitting out games with his prototype in terms of what he can provide. So that's not far-fetched but i i think that the uncertainty around a rookie and the uncertainty around the injuries probably puts them in the same ballpark in terms of what you could expect going into a season right yeah, or am i, I not mean, giving hawk as enough no, credit credit no, because he has I, two good limbs so i mean and i I don't mean to be <laughs> ugly but like um right it's a different circumstance. You know what I mean? So I hate to like do that to this young kid, like put him in the situation of being compared to Oladipo who's coming back from multiple surgeries. So it's like, I don't know if I'm shortchanging no, I think our, it's a our rook. I, I think it's a push in terms of potential contribution. And we know that some rookies with the heat don't play right away, but some do. Um, but I think in terms of what we actually saw from Oladipo last season and what Hawkins could provide, I don't think it's a stretch to say it's even uh, this year. And then we, there's two more we're going to get to here. But the first one, you mentioned Jovic. Well, let's go from Jovic to Jovic. I mean. There's no comparison, right? I mean, I, no. Jovic is going to be a contrib. If he's here, he's going to be a 15 to 20-minute-a-game player, I believe. We've just did a whole podcast on him, um, who is going to be groomed by, groomed by Kevin Love now, who is not there at the beginning of last season, to do a lot of those kind of things. I want to have actually have a conversation with Kevin at some point about that and I, I tried to do that all during the finals i never got to it um but i mean you, you have a legitimate potential contributor there and last year we didn't know if you had anything at all really when you went to training camp if so, all you saw was jovic before and after pictures and you yes, never even it. saw him play basketball from last training camp to to today he would be a net positive because you can just see in his body that he's becoming a bigger and then we've seen it now on the court, obviously, a better basketball player. Okay, so now we're through a dozen players, and we don't have a significant edge for last year's team. In fact, the majority of the edges we have for this year's team. So are you telling me, are the fans telling me, that the difference between Gabe Vincent and whichever of these young point guards that they plug in, whether it's Drew Smith or Bouye or whatever, is that great to make up for what we just did with 12 players where we're basically saying that this year is better than last year or is a push in pretty much every single case. Is Gabe Vincent that good to make up for all of that? Because th that's the only thing I can think of where they're really shortchanged this year. And I had this conversation with people on Twitter, uh, but th that that's it. And I like Gabe but I mean, we're not talking about Chris Paul and his prime. Like, I mean, they, they developed Gabe. I mean, you, they can't develop another Gabe, like, or at that least something true. relatively close. There's probably some credence to the idea that these guys take a couple years to become Gabe's and, and whoever else, the maxes of the world. So like to think that Jamari Bouye can come in and be what Gabe Vincent was against the Knicks in the playoffs in the second round, that may be a tall ask, but yes. to get you through a regular season, I think it's possible. I think that the, any of those two way guys are going to be able to contribute at some point for just small stretches. Um, he's not good enough to make up that difference. This is where things get, where we start to, I guess, bleed into the things you can't quantify. Because if 
Dame's situation is up in the air. If there's not a definitive statement, put it out, or that talks have ended, if the Heat don't like squash it, because you know that they love to do that move right, right before the season starts. If they want to make sure that the players want to feel secure, they'll come out and say, everyone, trades or, trade talks are over. Short of that, I just think if they come out struggling, if they have point guard issues, if they have turnover issues, if they do not immediately start shooting the ball better. Like they can't go through another season where they're the worst three point shooting team in basketball like that. You can't have a Jimmy Bam build without shooters. It's not going to work And two years in a row. So like, I guess I'm being very circumstantial with you in terms of the things that the elements that I think can really impact, but it, it can be fragile when all of a sudden trade rumors get louder. And if you're struggling early in a season when you've got a lot of road games, I just think that that kind of stuff, uh, and I'm I'm projecting a little bit, but it's something to consider at least because you don't want to lose a season. And that's what I think you, you, you run the risk of at some point, don't you? Yeah, well, you run the risk if your best player comes back disgruntled because you didn't make a move. Like that, that, that is really what this comes down to. I I'm it's funny. People talk about, and we're going to get into a win total here after the break, but people talk about what Tyler is going to come back as. I'm not concerned about Tyler. Tyler's going to come back wanting to, wanting to kill everybody in the right way. Like I, that, there's no concern about Tyler. Like he, he's 23 years old. Like he's trying to prove he's an elite player. He's been trying to prove that since he came in, he feeds, as he said, feeds off the negativity. He's going to be fine. What's Jimmy going to be like if he got his heart set on Dame coming and then the team's going through struggles and not helping him enough? That's more the concern. I, I, I And that, that's where I understand what you're saying, and that's a situation that's going to have to be managed by Spolster in the front office because it's out there now that Jimmy wanted Dame. Not that that should be a surprise. And so that has a lot of tentacles to it. And, I, and that's where can you keep him engaged – you know, to play the 60 to 65 in the regular season that you'd like him to play before he gears up for the playoffs. That's the thing. Now, I think the competition for him is enough that it will drive him anyway, and he will still try to be great, but you just never know. You just, you don't know. And that, that is the great unknowable going into camp. But I believe this roster is better. Shooting could be a bit of a concern for sure. Like you said, they didn't shoot the ball particularly well last year, shot it horribly for most of the season. And now they've lost Max. But if you're getting more minutes for Duncan and he turns things around and Josh is can up his volume a little bit and still stay in that 35 to 37% range and Tyler's volume continues to go up. He was their best three point shooter last year. Caleb is more consistent as a three point shooter than he's been. You, you may have enough, honestly, um, you know, at those spots, it's not elite. Okay. Other than Duncan, potentially you don't have, and, and Tyler in the spots that he's, that he gets to and is comfortable but you may have enough. I mean, you've lost Max and Gabe. Gabe was not a consistent three-point shooter during the regular season last year. No. Playoffs so stepped up. Um, he did. He did. But he, he was not in the regular season. So, you know, I think that we may be exaggerating a little bit what they've lost. And look, Kevin Love can still, you know, hit it to 33 to 35% clip if he takes three or four a game. So you have that element as well. So, again, I'm not – I'm not – I don't want to make this homerific or anything like that. I That's just, my it, job. It is. And I've actually turned the other direction here, but I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, I, I think we're overreacting to what was lost. Like I, I, and it's no disrespect to Max or Gabe, both of whom, you know, I, we've pumped up here on the podcast and all that. I'm glad they both got their money. Um, but I, the Josh Richardson signing, like really helped in a lot of different ways. It, oh, it, yeah. uh, I didn't think they were going to get a player, complexion. you know, who fits that well for that price, uh, who can do some of the things that each of the two guys who are gone did, uh, you know, whether it's defend like, like, like Gabe, you know, at times, or, you know, can shoot the ball the way Max can uh, at times, not at that kind of volume. Uh, I, I think that they recovered there pretty damn well. And it's and the just, front court rotation is significantly better, significantly better. But in the collective un, in the collective unconscious of this entire group, Ethan, unfortunately, in the background, they're not going to be able to avoid the fact that we all know like this is a this has been telegraphed. And so I, I just think ultimately it'll be disappointing. 
Uh, and Heat fans, like, there's just an element of them that are, that are like, cut the shit. The reason why we don't like this group is not because it's not necessarily more talented. It's because when we compare it to the Damian Lillard version, yeah. it's not as good. And I think oh, that's course. where fans are coming from. And I know that that's unrealistic and it's not based in reality because these things have to happen, yada, yada, yada. But still, that's where they're at. But I also think that Heat fans are not blaming the front office the way they did previous summers. You're right. Very they're true. blaming Joe Cronin. They're, they're not. They're not. They're not blaming the front office. They're not blaming the front office for going in, in all in on this. I, I don't sense that, and they're not blaming them for not including certain players. They know who the Heat can include, and they know that ultimately, if the Heat have to, they will include. But there's no reason to include at this point if Portland is not engaging with them. And I, I think there is an understanding. I hope we've educated people on that. It seems like they've actually listened to us this time. Whereas last summer, when we were talking about the Mitchell thing and the fact that you couldn't get Mitchell unless you traded Bam and Mitchell wasn't coming. If Bam wasn't here, it just it didn't seem to get through. Or the P.J. Tucker thing. It was Caleb or P.J. really. okay. And we tried educating people on that, but they that didn't really get through. It does seem like this, and they made the right decision on that, by the way um as we said at the time okay not that you didn't want to keep pj but when it came down to it at this time it does seem like there's uh the the the, the they're educated enough to know this is not the heat's fault like you, you go into this deal trying you're trying to be an honest broker here and you're not dealing with an honest broker on the other side and that makes it almost impossible i do want to get to the win totals here in a second and one other thing that does influence this because there's another reason i think that this heat roster is better and it's simply because the rest of the east is worse uh but let's get into it here after the break do you want to mention our betting partner it's it's a legal betting partner better edge Use uh, the code 5RSN. That's code 5RSN. Get $20 to play, play in our tournaments. We actually just gave away a copy of Madden through them. We do a lot of different promotions through them. We're going to be uh, T-shirts and all the rest. But, again, this is legal in 45 states. It's not based outside the country. It's based in Minneapolis. You're not betting against a bookie. You are betting against others who use it so you can find the line you want. And so it's legal. Go to betteredge.com. Use code 5RSN. We also want to mention our friends Michael Robert and the team at Water Cleanup of Florida wcufl.com if you've got a leak of any kind they can come in and they can fix it for you they're based in boca raton but they service the entire area huge miami heat fans but also they've got a preventative program because we know that after you have a problem in your house insurance company probably not going to take care of it the way that you want right so prevent it go to wcufl.com that's wcufl.com and the phone number, as I should have it out here, because I, I always know it by heart. I'll give it to you here in a second. But as I keep talking about this, more than 70-plus reviews, uh, five-star reviews on Google. Um, again, they uh, – they, 954-579-0356. Hey, Ethan, if you got the schmutz – They got the guts. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, so let's get back to guts. Thank you for saving me on that. I appreciate that. I usually have it up here. Michael's going to text me later and find out why I didn't have it right. All right, but let's uh, – it's very thorough. But let's uh, let's get to it here. Um, I posted this on Twitter. And first, I, I want to start here. And we talked about this with uh, – I talked about this with Timmy and Brady the other night. The East is not good. Uh, nobody's gotten better. I, I really don't think anybody's gotten marginally better. Like – or, or I, I mean, like – Milwaukee, okay, Giannis is going to be even more motivated. The roster is the same and a year older in some spots. Uh, Boston, eh. I think it's just hurt already. Yeah, I, I I hate that. Mark is smart. Like I'm glad we don't have to see him anymore. Anyway, moving on. I think I think I think it, it gives them the potential to be a better regular season team, but I think it hurts them in the postseason. And again, in the regular season, Porzingis has to be actually healthy. Philadelphia is a disaster. We don't know what that's going to look like. What are they getting back for Harden? And if he plays, is he going to be motivated? Um, how is that whole situation going to play out? Nick Nurse is an upgraded coach, but I mean, beyond that, I don't, unless Maxi takes a huge leap, and I don't see how he can take that leap with Harden there. Um, I, I don't, I mean, they've got, they're, they're worse, I think, than they were last season. Uh, sure. the Knicks, the Knicks, I, I, we love Bobby Marks picking the Knicks for the finals with Julius Randle being counted on there. I mean, I know RJ Barrett's looked pretty good with Canada, they didn't do anything of significance except. What they brought in DiVincenzo, they don't have Toppin. It's the same team that we just saw lose to the the Heat, the hobbled Heat. Yeah, I, come on. That this is a little bit of people seeing Jalen Brunson with Team USA and thinking that like there's another leap coming or something like that. Maybe the Knicks he's are really not doing good, it. but I mean, now I, if the I, Knicks make a trade, if they were to get Joel Embiid or something, I, like obviously I'm that's crazy, but. Uh, like there, there's pathways for New York. And I would say that a team like New York probably sees this same opening that we're yes. illustrating now. And they would be a group that I would imagine would be more inclined to go all in on something of some kind because they see that opening. They probably should, to be honest. Uh, Cl- Cleveland, are they going to be better? I mean, are they going to learn from what happened in the postseason? They added Max, didn't do much else. He They needed a player like him. But the Mobley Allen thing didn't look great in the playoffs. They just got a, a great season from Donovan, but again, they flamed out in the first round. Are they better? About the same, I would say. I mean, maybe they'll get a little bit of growth just from the experience. The Nets, I, I like the Nets, but I like the Nets better if they get Hero. Um, I think if they get Hero, I think they're probably a 45 to 47 win team. I, you know, with Bridges, Camp Johnson, uh, you know, Claxton, Dinwiddie, uh, Finney Smith. I mean, there, there are some players that it's a nice, you know, eight man rotation they can put together. They're, they're one of those teams that looks like a second round exit to me. Again, if they get Tyler, if they don't, I mean, they're probably on the verge, you know, they're probably a borderline playing team. Playing Atlanta playing did not get fodder. better. Yeah. It's right. Fodder. Toronto did not get better. The Los Van Vliet didn't really yeah. add anything. There's and they got to the Siakam situation up in the air. Chicago did not get better. The only thing that would have made Chicago better was if Lonzo came back. That's not happening. So they were a totally different team after Lonzo got hurt. So what are we talking about? The teams at the bottom, Charlotte's I mean, awful. 
Indiana uh, got better, but they didn't get that much better. Right. No, and, and <laughs> of those teams towards the bottom, like Indiana is interesting, I think. I still I think Orlando had patches particularly late in the season where they seem to be getting yep. things together, but they still need to make some trades, I think. They have too many young guys. They have a lot of talent, but too many young guys. Detroit, to me, is still a couple of years away. Um, you know, we'll have to see how some of what they they did pans out in the draft. But, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, I mean, uh, there's nothing. I mean, it's this is not – I mean, I, I so so I said, you know, you know, I think 48 wins gets you a three seed. And, oh, yeah. and so well, – okay, so I put this up today. Before we pod tonight, give us a heat win total. The current roster is the roster. And I'll just give you the numbers because everybody seems to be thinking along those lines. Now, the Heat won, what, 44 this past year? Correct. Okay. Which was was under their number, by the way. This year, I think they're 47 and a half in Vegas. Okay? So, right as of right now. All right. So, we got a 45 to 46 wins. 48, because I we know Jimmy saves himself. Okay? 50, 49, 46, 49, 47, 51, 46, 41. I think that's low. 43. A 50-win team, depending on health. 45. Remember, one of the most injured teams in the league last year. And that matters because Sacramento got where they got a three seed because they were the healthiest Never team injured. Yeah. Year. Never injured. Uh, 44, 45. Our friend Lynette from insurancebylynette.com. 50. Get your life insurance, health insurance from her, insurancebylynette.com. Uh, 50, 52, 47, 48, 45, 52, 48, 50. 41, 50, 42 from our guy, Timmy, 47, 42 from Dos Minutos. We all know him on Twitter. Uh, 48, 47, 48, 51, 45, 45, 52 to 60. I don't know about that. 47, 49, assuming health, 48, 48, 50, 45, 49, 51, 48. I mean, it seems like the mean or the median, whatever you want to choose is around 48 wins which is a three seed. I, that wouldn't surprise me at all with this roster. It, it wouldn't surprise me, but if you're ta- if you're telling me to go over under uh, more or less 47 and a half, I would probably take the under slightly. Is that because you think Jimmy's not going to play enough games? Kind of. Yeah. And, and also um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I don't trust the shooting yet until I see it until I see them closing. I, I want to see shooters being closed out on and made shots. Like that's a part of this, that if we're going to keep this team as is, that has to happen. And um, they lost a lot of shooters and we'll see how it replenishes, but it's just such an essential part to what makes this all work. We saw it in the playoffs. The minute things started to click, it was because the threat of the three was there mm-hmm. as they were playing. So I just think it's such a crucial element. So that's what where I'm uh, I'm worried Duncan is a hugely important part of this team this year. Right now, yes. If he's here. I mean, for all the talk about unloading the contract, if he's here. It's almost like you want him here no matter what, right? Well, you do, but I don't know that they can accomplish that. Just like I understand people wanting Tyler, but I I don't think you can accomplish that. But I'll just leave this here, okay? Because as we go through this whole process, this is why I think this conversation matters. Portland needs Miami to be desperate. That's what this is about. They need the Heat to desperately need to make this trade. They need it to be a fiasco when the Heat go to training camp and Tyler Hero is sitting out because he's pissed off and all the rest of this stuff, right? And Lowry and Robinson don't want to play because they've been in trade talks and everybody's tuning out Spo. and there's no talent to get to a top four seed in the East. But the reality is none of that is true. None of that is true. Like, they're not going to have – I do not believe, okay, other than the Jimmy part. That's the only part of this. I don't know where his head's going to be at if they come back with this group. We'll see, okay? But the rest of it, the guys who have actually been in the trade conversations, I don't really have a lot of concern about. Duncan's been through this now for three years. Yeah. Tyler's been through, and he feeds off it. Kyle Lowry, honestly, let's be honest, is collecting his last checks. Like, I mean, that's where this is. I don't think he cares one way or the freaking other. Hell okay? no. <laughs> right, okay. So what are we really talking about here? Like, So the kids? Okay, so Hakez and Jovic are a little confused. I mean, you're not counting on them to play huge roles. It's a bonus if they play big roles, right? 
You think this is affecting Caleb? Caleb knows wherever he goes, he's going to get paid in a year. If he's here, he's he's probably going to get paid because he'll be he'll be in in high leverage situations and seen by everybody. And somebody will give him a max contract. I don't mean a max like I mean like a Max Struess contract somewhere else. Like he's going to be making <laughs> sixty to eighty million dollars. Okay, after this season from somebody, whether it's Miami or or not. Okay. Or if he ends up going, getting traded to an OKC or somewhere like that, he's going to be with an interesting young team. He's going to be more featured. He'll put up more numbers, and then he'll get paid there or somewhere else. So what are we really talking about here? Like, I'm usually the one that worries about team chemistry and all that. They're not going to have these kind of issues, I don't think. Okay, yes, they'll be asked some Dame questions at media day, and I'm sure they'd rather be in the Bahamas this year than in Miami, so they wouldn't have to deal with as many reporters, and it would just be me, you know, me, Ira, Anthony Chang, and and and, and Will Manso instead of having, you know, all the cameras there and everybody else. But I don't really think it's going to be an issue. And And then beyond that, I think this Heat roster is good enough to get a home court seed with or without Dame, even though they will be better without Dame. And so I don't know why they would feel pressed. Like, just wait it out. You're right. And that's why that's exactly the approach you're you have now laid out why the Heat are operating as they are, because they are not like in dire straits. There were moments earlier where I felt like it could head in that direction. But as we've settled on this roster and started to kind of see some of the young guys playing and such, uh, I I feel better about overall the depth of the roster, et cetera. So, um, but the one element, I'm just going to say it one more time because it impacts Tyler. And I hate to bring this up, but this is just how it goes. If Jimmy comes back and he says, I asked for Dame and you didn't get Dame, it's implying something about a player that's on the roster that you're playing with. And, and I just, I wonder how that shakes out if you're not winning consistently. And so like, that's the kind of stuff that I start to think about. It's a lot of what ifs. So I'm like, kind of, it's a, it's um totally recklessly speculating, but I just think those are the, when we talk about the tug of war stuff, that's where I, I, I think could Tyler get impacted? He could, but he's been through this with Jimmy now for three years. True. And we, we've, documented some of it haven't gotten into some of it but there's been up there's been ups and downs in that relationship right um and and i i just i think he's grown enough to handle it and i also don't think jimmy's going to do it publicly it's not him he'll be diplomatic publicly. in fact he'll go over the top diplomatic publicly the thing about jimmy is he's a contrarian i've said this if you tell jimmy's He's the best player in the world. He'll tell you to show like I did, you know, last year where I said, Did you like where ESPN ranked you? And he's like, 15 or whatever it was. He's like, I should have been 50 or something like that. But then the next day, somebody else will come through and just, you know, they know it's from Chicago, because I saw this in the locker room. And with one of the broadcasters that he knew from Chicago, Chuck Swirsky came in one day to the locker room and says, What you been doing, Jimmy? He says, I've just been the best player in the world. It's he's gonna say the opposite of whatever it is that you're thinking. So in this case, he knows you come to camp, he's going to get asked about Dame, and he's going to go out of his way to praise Tyler Hero. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, okay? And he'll still say Bam is the most important player on this team. Tyler's had great growth. He's going to say all that. Now, what happens behind the scenes may be a little bit of a different story. But I, I think I think this, and we'll close here. I think we've underestimated Tyler Hero's toughness. And I don't mean physical because this debate about him diving on the floor and he gets hurt all the time. That was a freak accident. He players are supposed to dive on the floor. I understand yeah. that. I understand that Pat said that he would tell him not to go with his hand again. Pat would prefer he dives than not dive. Okay. We can, we can argue lead, about lead with your chin, not your hand. <laughs> exactly. Well, I can't even look at Pat after I've been watching showtime or whatever, or whatever. Winning uh, time. time. Cause so I, I don't weird. know how they picked Adrian Brody to play him. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, know, just it's a, so weird. It, it's, it's a weird deal. I mean, the nose alone, but here, but here's the thing. I think we've underestimated Tyler Hero's emotional toughness uh, in all of this. And I really think this is going to fuel him. And I think even if he knows Jimmy wanted Dame, which obviously he knows, everybody knows, I think he's going to want to prove it to Jimmy. I just, I just think that's where he's at. Um, and that's a cool place to be. And it's a testament to the organization. Andre Iguodala said, if he could start an organization and run it, he would take 95% of heat culture. 
Uh, and that's coming from the Golden State way where they do everything exactly the polar opposite of what's happening in Miami and Iguodala recognizes what it is. It's only possible because of the organizational foundation that is laid uh, that we can even say that. Well, you're not going to have a Draymond pool incident for sure. That's uh, you're not going to have that. I, I just, I, I, I think it's going to be more okay than Heat fans have believed. And I think that's bad news for Joe Cronin. Um, Cause I think once it becomes clear and we talked about this in the pod yesterday, you didn't have a chance to weigh in on this, but I mean, what if Tyler hero is averaging 23 and a half points on 46% shooting and you know, the heat are, you know, 21 and five coming out of the gate. Does Joe Cronin have any leverage then? Oh no. Then it Miami gets says we're weird. good, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, do you really want, if you're Joe Cronin, do you really want to bet against the heat figuring this shit out with this group in camp? Cause that's the bet that Joe Cronin is making. If he doesn't have another offer, he is betting against Eric Spolstra. He is betting against Tyler hero. He is betting on chaos in an organization that typically does not have chaos. It's the wrong organization to bet against if you're trying to make a deal. That's just the way that I see it. All right, thanks to Greg. Uh, we will do more episodes here over the weekend. Went a little longer today, but um, I figure what the hell. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.